0: And welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Ethan Wiles, and we have another special guest for you today. Let me get caught up with my co-host Ethan, then we'll check right in with our guest and get it cracking for this evening. Ethan, how you doing today, brother?
1: I'm good, Brandon. Like you said, we have a very special guest on today. He's a man that is well known around the campus. Uh, I'll let Brandon introduce. He's always one to introduce our guests. So Brandon, take it away and we'll get going with our guest.
0: Hey, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm really excited about this interview. This guy controls the tempo on game day. He keeps the stands moving. He gets the student body involved, gets Husky Stadium roaring. Huskies on tap. I'm pleased to present to you the NIU director of the band, Thomas boo thomas how you doing today man
2: good hey thanks so much for the opportunity brandon it's great to be here
0: absolutely it's our pleasure to have you and you know first and foremost we got to say we do apologize that there is no actual season for you guys to be going on right now i'm sure yeah i'm sure that it's tough but i you know from what i've seen and ethan's told me about you guys conducting practices with social distancing and everything it seems like you guys aren't missing a step so I got to ask you, as the band director, when all this started, what kind of was your course of action?
2: Well, I mean, that's a, uh, a good question, Brandon. The The fact of the matter is we, we, you know, when the university, when everything kind of shut down last spring, a lot of organizations started trying to make contingency plans. So there's a there's a, a national college band directors association that got involved right away planning and social distancing, and, and even uh, was part of a group, um, put together uh, a, literally a million dollar scientific study to study, you know, aerosol transmission and how is the virus communicated and, you know, what is the appropriate distance for, for each of the instruments. So that was kind of exciting to watch that roll out over, you know, uh, May, June, July, August. and And those studies are continuing. A lot of universities are are doing these really carefully controlled scientific studies to just try and keep people safe. So uh, I had a, a chance to be involved with that. There's an Illinois Band Directors Association that was involved. Of course, the university, you know, was putting together the Protect the Pack guidelines, and I was very heavily involved in the School of Music plans to try and keep our students safe. So I'm I'm pleased to tell you that, you know, we, we believe we're following every guideline, Every every possible precaution to keep our students safe, but still rehearse face to face right now. Uh, and it's it tells you something about the commitment of the band members that you know we've got hundred and eighty some odd band members either living on campus, most of them specifically so they can be involved in the marching band, or they're commuting. in In some places, students band students are driving two hours to get to campus for our rehearsals, and then going back home to. semester online so man that's a lot of uh that's a lot of commitment you know
0: that embodies the hard way and you know a lot of people (laughs) know about NIU it's it's traditionally a commuter school Ethan and I have made it out to campus but I was a commuter for two years but I know for a fact our two roommates both live here because they play they live down on campus because of that
2: Uh, Allow me to clarify that the the color guard, which most people would call like the flag line with the marching band. I want people to know that we're intensely proud of the color guard and that they're part of the band. Likewise, the Silverettes, they're enrolled in the marching band and and ultimately they are all my students. And so I'm I'm really proud of the fact that that we've got these two great visual units that complement what we're doing musically.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something, too, that you talk about the commitment. How difficult has it been navigating all those students through this entire pandemic, with them coming back to campus, having to navigate their thoughts and their feelings about coming back to campus and dealing with the pandemic. And, you know, they're the ones that are going to be outside more and they're the most active on campus. So how difficult has that been? What have the conversations
2: been like with your students? Well, uh, Ethan, that's a great question. And again, man, I know you've got a, you know, a personal connection with the band via the Color Guard. So the conversations, uh, let me tell you, it actually hasn't been difficult not the right word maybe involved maybe you know complicated but the band students want to be here you know i over the summer i was you know checking out instruments to to freshmen and and i was almost like apologizing to a a new member i said look man i uh you know it's not going to be our normal semester but we're going to do our very best to, to make it fun for you and he goes honestly, I've, I'm a freshman. I've never been in college marching band. I don't know what normal is. So anything we do will be great. I thought, wow, what a great attitude, man. That's, that's just a wonderful perspective. And, you know, so many of our returning members, like I said, I mean, the only reason they're on campus, the only reason they're commuting in is to be a part of the marching band. That, that speaks volumes to me about how important the program is to our students. Um, So to uh, maybe a longer answer to your question is, you know, we've we've been communicating with the band students all summer, you know, starting as far back as March that, you know, hey, we don't know what's going to happen, but we'll let you know. Hey, we're going to try and find a way as we got into the summer and started to become clear that, hey, this it might be possible for us to have a season it just wouldn't involve football so what would that look like and how do we keep everybody safe and how do we plan and you know so i i tend to send a whole lot of emails to my students we had zoom meetings with the student leadership each section of the band be it the color guard the drum line the trumpets the flutes you name it they all have student section leaders that are you know veteran members that have auditioned and interviewed and done all this stuff Um, I communicated regularly with those students. They, in turn, build bridges with their members. So, like, you know, the the men and women of the tuba section set up a Discord site over the summer and were literally playing video games online. Um, The clarinet section did a a virtual band camp where they would meet and have a member, like, walk through campus with a phone doing campus tours for the new members. Um, The color guard did their auditions virtually. The Drumline set up a Facebook page so they could see each other drum and play. I mean, there were just all these beautiful connections between the students. And of course, part of that connection was, hey, what are we doing this fall? What's it going to look like? A whole lot of my messages said, well, still don't know, but it could be this, this, or this. Um, And the students were just fantastic about being patient, being supportive. And what they all said was, look, we just want some semblance of normalcy. And for us, that means Husky marching man So it, it's been a pleasure and an honor to, to try and figure out how to make this thing happen for the good of the students, for the good of the university.
0: How rewarding is that knowing that, Huge. you know, everyone in your group wants to be a part of it, especially given the circumstances of this year. I know I was worried, like, towards the end of last year, I was like, I feel like enrollment's going to be down big with this, like, continuing like this. And right. that just, like... It's so comforting and knowing that the retention rate amongst the three different, you know, groups of your larger group right. for the most part are all back and all super happy to be there. So I'm really happy to hear that.
2: Well, and Brandon, I don't know if you saw the press release from the university. Our NIU's enrollment is actually up this fall, which is amazing.
0: I almost pump faked and pulled, you know, pulled back on grad school because I'm not really an online type student, but I'm like, you know what? There's nothing else going on. Why not?
2: Right. Well, Brandon, I think we all had that concern, and, and it was a justified concern. I think it's a tribute to our folks in admissions. I know the School of Music admissions person has just been burning up the phones and, you know, kept calling me throughout the summer, hey, can you do a, a Zoom interview? Can you do a, a Teams audition? Can you do a Skype thing with this student or that student? So I, what I what I'm guessing is that all the admissions people across campus just knocked it out of the park, man.
0: They snuck me in a week late, so shout out to them. We might have to edit that part out, but they got the job done. I, I am in the sport management program, and I cannot be more excited.
2: Well, actually, Brandon, maybe we don't edit that out. I mean, I think it's, <laughs> I, I think I think it's relevant to say, look, you know, I made a little, you know, I, I made a decision a little bit late, yep. but the university worked with me and encouraged me, and wow, here I am, and it's going great. That's awesome. I mean, that is that's good sure. news.
0: Exactly. And, I, hey, you know. and now we're having this conversation right now and right. bands working, you know, Lisa Freeman and Sean Frazier, I'm sure, are developing a plan for to right. when sports can truly come back at a safe time, right. everybody involved. But it is, it's just great to see that our leaders here at this school, at the end of the day, care about the last person on campus. And that's the thing that I think makes us most right. proud to be a Husky.
2: Well, agreed, and I got to tell you, I think um, the two folks you just mentioned, Dr. Freeman and uh, Sean Frazier, man, huge respect for both of them. By the by, the way, Dr. Freeman is actually doctor doctor, right? Our president yep. has yep. two earned doctorates. Well, okay, who does that? I mean, that's you know how smart, yeah. how amazingly smart is this woman? And both of her doctorates are in the hard sciences. So. You know, when she's reading all this medical research, she's looking at it from a perspective that I don't have. You know what I'm saying? So I have a lot of faith in her and I have a lot of faith in the team she put together to try and manage this thing. I have a lot of faith in Sean Frazier, uh, you know, and throughout the summer, he kept saying, hey, our top priority is student athlete safety. All right, we're not going to do anything that's going to risk the students. And uh, so not surprising that that Sean and NIU took some leadership Across the MAC to say, hey, we we can't do football in the fall, you know. Now, what happens in the spring? Hey, I'm I'm excited to see what that looks like. Okay, so we're uh, we're all kind of waiting, but hey, if if there's football, we'll be there one way or the other. Yeah,
1: Brandon talked about the leadership, and that obviously starts with you and the marching band. But one thing that I really wanted to touch on was. You talked about the different sections doing their own Zoom meetings, doing their own things this summer to really kind of get together and rally themselves. And within (laughs) our past communications with different football coaches and different athletes and things like that, you Mm -hmm. see different teams doing the same type of thing. And I think that that's so important, especially at the college level, because you are working with kids and you know it's not off dealing with the nfl or the professional <laughs> level you are still at the end of the day dealing with college student athletes so right. i think that that's one thing that should be praised and i think high school band directors other college band directors throughout the country have really been able to utilize things like zoom and things like right. social media to really gather their groups right that is oh. one that's amazing to me and i think that that's one thing that should be praised with you and I think, like I said, the coaches as well within
2: football, basketball, all that. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, th- I think a lot of people are are really doing a great job with this. I will, I will tell you that, you know, even though we're rehearsing face to face, we are at a social distance and a, a big distance. You know, when we're in the stadium, man, I'm 200 feet above turf level. And especially with the masks, I really can't see the students' faces as much as I would like so like normally we make it a contest with like the student conductors and the section leaders to see who can memorize every single name in the marching band the first this year we're running a little bit slow on that and so part of our solution is we're setting up uh zoom calls with every single subsection of the band so i'm going to find a you know a time to be to Zoom we've already scheduled you know a zoom meeting with the color guard so we can all pull the mask down and I can at least try and put You know names on a spreadsheet with faces and you know, hey, where are you from? What's your major What hometown normally? We would have done all that back in August during our our band camp You know, we we do football does two a days and and we do three a days typically we would a, a normal week of preparation for us would be 9 a.m. To noon and take a couple hours off so the the kids you know like if if you're playing an instrument, you have to rest your face, or if you're drumming or spinning a flag, you, you your body needs time to rest. So we do 9 to 12, and then 2 to 5, and then 7 to 10 for a week straight. That's our normal preparation for the season. This year, with the pandemic, we could not move anybody into campus early, uh, like nobody. So we just started on day one when school started. Um, so we are learning, and, and, you know, as always, we rely on our, our veteran members to – not just look good and sound good, but help teach everybody else. We've got an amazing freshman class, like truly talented, truly hardworking, Um, you know, was trading emails with a a freshman member a few minutes ago. And she's like, well, I'm commuting from Naperville. So I'll have to leave, you know, 90 minutes before rehearsal to be there. Let me know if it's going to rain so I can, you know, dress appropriately. (laughs) Again, just incredible commitment from the students. And Brandon, you asked how that makes me feel. That makes me feel humble. It's like, man, if these kids love this band so much, I got to get it right. What can I do to help them? What can I do to prepare them for success? So that's um, that's how I'm feeling these days. It's just uh, proud to be a Husky, proud of the band. Um, as you know, and I use celebrating its 125th anniversary. Well, the Marching Man is just a tiny bit younger. We uh, are celebrating our 121st anniversary anniversary. We were formed in 1899. So uh, lots to be proud of as Huskies.
0: Where does that stack up as far as the rest of the marching bands across you know, college sports and college football? That's got to be one of the oldest um,
2: ones. I, you know, it's actually not, man. Really? the old, It's actually University of Illinois. They were the very oh. first college marching band in the country. Um, Down there which, in
0: Champaign.
2: Yeah. You know, which which my colleagues and friends down there, and, and I'm, you know, proud to say I know my counterparts down there very, very well, eh, they do remind the rest of us of that from time to time. <laughs>
0: yeah, but we're the hardworking guys. We're the lunch pail guys and gals.
2: Right. Well, I, I really believe that, man. I'm, you know, I kind of grew up as a blue collar guy and literally worked on a farm as a kid. Um, I love the just blue collar work ethic of NIU students. And that's what I'm. I think the most proud of is just how hard the students work, how hard they dig in, and and their incredible commitment to the university. And that's one thing that I wanted to bring you on was to really break that
1: perceptive. And there's football fans out there that come to the games just for football, but sure, the people who only know about the marching band as the quote unquote Saturday halftime show. Can you give us an idea of just? <laughs> how hard these students actually do work like i you talked about how much time they put in during the week and how much time they put in during the summer but i know what their schedules are like but what (laughs) do you think i I mean i just know from the color guard aspect but i've also played trumpet i know what that practice schedule is like sure so kind of give us
2: that like weekly routine of a a member and what they go through sure Uh, happy to do that before i do let me say though that you know how much we appreciate um Football, basketball, volleyball, all the N.I.U. sports teams, a whole lot of I mean, I was a a varsity athlete in high school. Um, You know, I I did play football, um, you know, ran track, ran cross country, all that kind of stuff. Um, And I think a lot of the band members have an athletic background. So for us, we really appreciate what all of our teams bring to the field, the court, the game, the pitch, whatever, you know, wherever they do their thing. But in terms of the weekly schedule of the marching band, this year, you know, like everything is a little bit different. But uh, in a normal year, uh, the marching band would rehearse Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 4 to 530 Um the, the color guard tends to rehearse on their own most of the week. The Silverettes rehearse on their own most of the week. The drumline rehearses on their own most of the week. Again, kind of analogous to a football team where, you know, you might have the, the linemen over here and the receivers over there and the kickers over there. Because everybody has, like, their special thing they need to work on. And then every Thursday night, we would all meet. All of the the units within the marching band would meet in the stadium from like 6.30 to 9, 6.30 to 9.30. Uh, and that's the one day a week that we put it all together. So that's kind of our typical week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, about an hour and a half per day, and then Thursday night in the stadium to put it all together. Normally, we would have already had our first game by now, and that's, um, that's a big adventure. You know, for us, game day is, you know, again, mo- kind of like the football team, most people don't see the team's whole day. They just see the game. Well, so for the marching band, we would typically come in six hours prior to game time, rehearse in the stadium for a couple hours, a couple hours off to eat, get into uniform, get ready, and then our we call it the tailgate parade starts about two hours prior to kickoff. We play at, you know, the um, the athletic receptions. You know, we play for some of the colleges. We play for the student reception. Often, President Freeman has a reception in uh, BABC. So we have. You know, by the time we get to the stadium, we've already been on the clock four or five hours, which is which is great. You know, it, it makes for a long day. But I got to tell you, man, I'm missing those days. And I know my students are, too. We, we can't wait for football. Um, we've got our fingers crossed for basketball. Uh, normally, we'd be the pep band, which is uh, slightly different than the March man. It's a lot of the same people, but not all the same people. Um, would be supporting volleyball right now. And as you know, we've got, you know, volleyball's been hugely successful, often, you know, winning conference championships, even qualifying for the NCAA tournament a couple times. So, you know, we can't wait to get back behind all of our teams.
0: I think the one most important thing, too, and I, I almost feel I did a disservice to you because I haven't mentioned it since, you know, bringing on in the intro, but you guys really do set the tempo and you guys okay. do bring yeah. noise because... I mean, call spade a spade. Husky Stadium, you've been here for six years. We've seen better days attendance-wise. And there is one staple on game day that rain, sleet, or snow, and there's a lot of the latter. There's a lot of sleet, a lot of rain, all of, all of last season. You guys do not fold. You do not buckle. And, I mean, as a person that does not have the knowledge of a marching band, uh, you know, like Ethan or yourself, I personally think, like, it is such a nice touch to the game day experience you guys from you guys do the uh, player walk too right
2: um you know it brandon it comes and goes yeah we do okay, the player sometimes. walk. No, no, sometimes no, you know right no you're right we do uh that's relatively new actually if i may offer a, a small clarification i've actually been here 16 years Sixteen. Um, yeah so i've been a band director for 29 years Ooh. and then uh at niu for 16 i mean this is this is home this is where my heart is right so um, when the
0: yeah. when the big band, when the big band at like the big time, you know, the yeah, the jobs that you were talking about for guys like us before we press the red dot, you're staying, right?
2: I, I'm staying. I mean, I just... love to hear
0: that. <laughs> Let's go. Mr. Yes Husky no. right Mr. here.
2: Confirmed that he is staying
1: at NIU. That is on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that we are keeping the man, Tom Boo
2: right. here at NIU. Oh, right no. no i i really am staying and and there's a lot of reasons why like I, i'm also involved in in the concert band program so i lead our what's called our wind symphony it's our top concert band that's an incredible opportunity fantastically skilled students what do you think is the biggest benefit for the music students or
1: the students that do participate in the performing arts whether it be marching band color guard, sure. things like that
2: yeah thank you um that's a great question ethan i appreciate that. Um, so bear in mind, within the marching band, there's, there's kind of two different, well, two different types of majors for sure. There's a relatively small group, maybe 20, 25 out of almost 200. So, you know, 10% of the band, let's say, that are music majors. These are people that are going to play or teach or compose for a living. So for those students being in marching band, I mean, they love it. It's fun. They love the Huskies, all that stuff. But it's also literally training for their job. They're learning how to be a band director, a color guard instructor, a drumline instructor. But that's, like I said, that's maybe 10% of the group. The other 90% of the group are people that just love to play or march or spin or dance or whatever they do. And it's an incredible honor that they choose to continue to do that at NIU. You know, 90% of the marching men are not music majors. In fact, I'm really proud of the fact that we draw majors from every single department on campus. You know, the the biggest percentage of the marching band are College of Business, you know, in various different forms. Um, And some of our most influential student leaders are actually not music majors. They might be great performers. They might be great dancers, great color guard people, great drumline people, you name it. And they're just here because they love it. I mean, they're here because they want to be a part, and they're here because they found a family in the Husky Marching Band. And I, I think that's that's the real benefit. You know, what's the, you asked, what's the benefit to being involved in the arts? Dude, it's community. It's connection. Yep. I, I can't imagine how hard it would be as, as a commuter student to, you know, drive to campus, deal with the parking, go to class, and then go home. Like, dude, how does that give you a passion for NIU? How does that give you a connection to NIU? You know, for some students, it comes through campus life. They're involved in student government. That's their connection. For some students, it might be Greek life. That's their connection to campus. And for my nearly 200 students, it's the marching band. That's where they feel plugged in. That's where they feel connected. And, you know, all sorts of studies have been done about you know, suppose all the supposed intellectual benefits of being a performer, a dancer, a drummer, whatever. But for me, I, I think it comes down to first that connection, right, in, in a way that's deeper and more passionate than you're going to get just going to class. And and bear in mind, I'm I'm a academic faculty, right? Like I, you know, I I, <laughs> I firmly believe in in being a good student first, and and that's what we tell the band is like, hey, you can't major in marching band. So make sure you're getting a class. Make sure you're getting your grades. Make sure you're doing all the homework that you're supposed to be doing so that you're successful in your career. But also, I, I think that being a performer, being in the arts in any form, connects you to yourself, right? It, it gives you a way. What we talk about is, look, we're we're going to shout through our instrument. We're going to scream through the dance. We're going to let people know how we feel through the way that flag moves we're going to connect with people on a human level using the tools that we have as musicians as as people that move right like dance movement and the marching man you know dances moves marches choreography the color guard it has these beautiful literally colorful extensions of themselves that tell the story and without any one of those parts the band wouldn't be as strong and without any one of those parts we couldn't connect with the audience like we try to so that's a long answer to you know what do you get from being in the arts you get community you get connection and you get connection to yourself you get a way to communicate i mean have you ever been frustrated and and not sure how to let it out well instead of screaming at somebody, what if you played it through your instrument? Or if instead of yelling at somebody, what if you just leapt a little bit higher in your choreography? So that's what we're about, is trying to communicate, trying to connect with ourselves, with our audience, with each other. That's what being involved in the arts does for you.
0: That's pretty inspiring stuff. I got to ask you, um, as, you know, the leader of I would say I would say the co-captain of Game Day Experience. We'll talk to Anthony <laughs> Sporando and see if they can put a C <laughs> on your chest or like an A, like the assistant captain in hockey. Sure.
2: What is
0: your What is your favorite performance, um, Game Day, non Game Day, that your group puts together? Name of the song and and just kind of like take us oh, through it.
2: Man, I don't even know. Is it like seriously? Um,
0: we do we do top three for football. So if you want to do top three for marching band, we are yeah, totally cool. I just didn't that's know true. how many songs there was total, so we'll do top three.
2: Well, so Brandon, um, it's I'm not going to be able to answer, and I'll tell you why. Uh, like first, you know, it. we the the band's been doing the same pregame show for 121 years, our whole history. Like if you look at pictures of the marching band from a century ago. They're spelling out NIU in this really traditional formation that we still do. So we love that. And we're connected to our history and our alumni through that. And for us, pregame is six different songs, right? The fight song that what we call Husky fanfare, the alma mater, hail to the Huskies, the national anthem. All those things are the pregame package. So we we love that and we're proud of that and we connect to that at the same time. We typically do um, three, four, five different halftime shows throughout the year, all of which have different music, right? So, you know, what's my favorite song? The one we're doing right now. I mean, that's, I, I don't know how I'll time, right? One week at a time. Yeah, that
0: yeah. That was a very Bill belichick and answer. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, that's, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I think he's right about that. And I have a lot of respect for Belichick as a coach and a motivator. I mean, you know, the deflate gate thing aside, um, I mean, here's a guy that's built an incredible team year after year after year. Right. That's what we want to do with the marching band is build an incredible band year after year after year. And, and we want all the parts just like, you know, to have a great football team, you got to have great people in every position. We want to have great people in every position, if you will, in the marching band, you know, it, the color guard is bigger and stronger than it ever has been. I mean, people audition and we turn them away. Um, Drumline, same thing, bigger and stronger than it has been in years. The Silverette dance team always, always, always top notch. And again, 40, 50 young women a year audition for that dance team. We take 12, maybe 15 in, a, in an exceptional year. So the the team, the band team is looking good, man. We're, we're in really good shape. And, you know, at this point, I think the, the Belichick analogy is a, a good way to think of it. Though. We just want to keep it strong. We want to keep it going. We know what that looks like we know what that sounds like we know what that takes and so throughout the year we're always looking you know if if i know i've got a great trombone player graduating i'm looking for the next great trombone player to replace them if i've got a great trumpet player graduating i'm looking for the next great trumpet player to replace them it's kind of a good place to be
0: what's the trumpet situation looking like in about three years
2: uh three years is hard to predict but okay because uh,
0: i got a brother i got a brother who he actually came out here he was with the jacobs high school marching band last year with me and me and ethan went out and saw him and they put their little hearts out there on the line i would love to have him come and play in your band so
2: love to have him in well in a normal season i would say hey send him out he could visit a practice send him out to game day we'll arrange for tickets athletics is really really generous with us in terms of You know, just like you can have football recruits visit a game, we can have marching band recruits visit a game. Athletics provides a ticket. You know, a couple NCAA compliance hoops to jump through, but it's a beautiful situation. So we'd love to have your brother, Brandon.
0: I love to hear that. So how how is it going right now? I know you said the admissions are basically like the hardest working people on campus right now, but like. Without having like campus visits and like you got to do everything over Zoom, how is that kind of going for you?
2: Well, I got to tell you, we were looking at um, prior. We were. It's going well. Is the short answer. The marching band was going to be twenty people bigger than last year, which is really exciting. You know, obviously some students, uh, you know, didn't feel safe coming to campus or didn't want to make that choice, which totally understand. I mean, it's no problem at all. Um, what we said to those students is, hey, you've already successfully auditioned. We'd love to have you next year when things are hopefully back to normal. Um, so I think our recruiting is really good. Um, our alumni base is more engaged than ever in recruiting, which is exciting. Um, part of the success of the marching Man is directly linked to the success of admissions. You know, if you figure, OK, five to 10 percent of the new student population has some kind of band color guard drumline experience, The bigger pool of students they bring in, the more potential members we have for the band. So um, we have a great relationship with the admissions folks. They work really hard to send people our way, um, which is wonderful. So I I think we're going to be fine recruiting wise.
1: That kind of leads me into uh, a next question here for any future Husky or any future, you know, Husky marching band member, what can they expect as a member of the Husky marching band? I know we've talked about that sense of community and and all of that, but I guess in terms of more like the school load and and really everything else, what can they expect when they come into uh, the Husky marching
2: band? Sure, Ethan. That's a, a again, that's a really knowledgeable question. Thank you. Well, so we talked before about the rehearsal schedule. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, four to five thirty. Thursday night, 6.30 to 9.15, 9.30 in the stadium, um, that's the academic load. That's actually less. So that's literally seven and a half hours a week. That's less than a whole lot of high school bands rehearse. You know, you mentioned the Jacobs Band. They're really involved. They do competitions. They do local parades. They do their high school football games. They do concert band festivals, jazz festivals. Seven and a half hours a week would seem like a vacation, probably, to your brother's band. Brandon, Um, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if if kids are coming from a super competitive high school band, they might be putting in twice those many hours every single week. So that's kind of the first thing is, our rehearsal schedule really never changes. We don't call extra practices if things aren't going well. We find a way to get it done during exactly the time we've been given, so that, and and the reason for that is again, 90% of the marching men are not music majors. The business guys, they can't just ditch class in the middle of the day and come to an extra practice. You know, I wouldn't want them to. The students who are, you know, nursing majors or whatever, they have fit marching band into a very narrow window in their schedule. We can't move it, right? Which does make for some interesting situations on weeknight games, but you know, Maxion is a whole nother. We, lo-
0: we love some action but i i, I think, think uh i think the schedule though like you talked about it about 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago with the three days yeah. like that is whether you're punching the clock whether you're sitting at home doing something three four hours leaving for that three times a day and then like well, you said that's
2: only for one week
0: that's well, why but even one week though but like you yeah. said like they're they're utilizing it it's like I mean, if I had to podcast for three times a day for three hours, my <laughs> voice would be toast
2: by the yep, end of the day. Yep, 100%. Right. Well, so, you know, again, that the idea of a, a band camp, a band just like Hell Week, if you will, that's nationwide. Every high school marching band does that. When they come to college, they, they expect it. And a lot of high schools would do that kind of schedule for two weeks. So to get it all done in a week – Um, seems, again, seems like a vacation to them. Um, The other thing I I definitely want to talk about in terms of, you know, Ethan, you asked what can a student expect from the band? And and again, you can expect community, you can expect some some genuine friendships to develop, you can expect a reasonable schedule, you can expect to be held to a really high standard musically, visually, percussively, like whatever you do, you're going to be trained by some of the best people in the business. But the other factor I have to mention, is scholarship support. Every single member of the band is eligible for up to $12,000 in scholarship support spread out over four years. That's a huge commitment from the whole university. Athletics helps with that. Our alumni help with that. Several private donors help with that. So we can literally guarantee a student up to $12,000. Now, there's some fine print, right? Like that's a combination of housing vouchers and you know tuition waivers and all those sorts of things. Um, but if you're a student living on campus in the residence halls, right? In the approved residence halls, you know, your first year you get $1,000, your second year you get $3,000, your third year, $4,000, then you could repeat that a fourth year. Man, if you add that up, that's $12,000 over four years. And the reason that money is there, for when I got here, none of that was here. Over the years, the university has just continued to step up and and make a commitment in a financial way to the marching band students. That look, you're putting in a lot of time. You're bringing to us an established skill set, right? You have to audition to get in the marching band. We just don't we don't take just anybody. You know, as I said, for the color guard, for the silverettes, for the drumline, it's a competitive audition, and not everybody makes it. All right. So what we're what the university is literally saying to our prospective members is, look, we appreciate and we value the time and effort you've already invested to buy an instrument, to learn these skills, to learn how to dance, spin, drum, play, whatever you do. If you can make the Husky Marching Man, we're going to reward that investment. We're going to invest in you because you have skills that you can now bring for our benefit. That's a I think that's a huge recruiting thing for the marching band and Brandon back to your question earlier about hey how is recruiting for the band going really well right because we can offer students what we can say to them is like yeah yeah we love you yeah yeah we value you oh by the way here's some money that's a game changer for a lot of students you know it-
0: and and for people that have not gotten to campus yet for people that are in high school that are in the high school marching band and listening now $12,000 does go a long way in college that i is. mean yeah. when you gra- when you graduate you got about 6 months to figure it out and then those bills start coming so $12,000 whether it's you know food right. housing think about it, you're going right. to have brand new instruments and you're going to be learning from the best so right. i got to ask you one question i think i've asked sure. this to uh, A couple people that I know, but I don't know if I've gotten the right answer. Is there like a a Super Bowl or a competition for (laughs) marching bands or like the entire routine at the end of the year for you guys to compete in?
2: Yeah, you know what? That's a great question, and the short answer is no. Some of the um, historically black college and university bands from the Deep South, like Georgia and South Carolina, um, they they do have kind of a, a Super Bowl, as you described. And it's a wonderful tradition and really well attended and a really big it deal. Is. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like if you've ever seen the movie Drumline, that's literally what it was about. Oh,
0: yeah, that's a great movie.
2: So oh, yeah. the, thing, the thing I want to point out about that, Brandon asked us the
1: same question that he just asked you. And I said to Brandon, I said, yeah, have you ever seen the movie Drumline? Right. <laughs> so that is, that's funny that you and I both connect on that. And I think, like you said, it talks about the connection of the, uh, the arts and the activity and just the right. knowledge that we
2: share. And right. but yeah, is that, culture. That's, that's really is it. Culture. Well, so how about this, Brandon? I, I understand where your question is going because you're saying, Hey, is there a championship for the bands? Cause, cause competition drives a lot of things. It certainly does in athletics. And for a lot of high school bands, the competitive element is a driving force. What we try and focus on and what we tell our students is, look, we are competing against ourselves. We are competing against 121 years of tradition. NIU Husky Marching Man has been a national leader many, many times over the generations. That's our competition. Our competition is our alumni are sitting out there going, okay, what do you got? Because I know how good we, we were back in the day. Yep. What do you got, kid? You know, and, and I know that not- is a hundred percent true
1: too. That is that is hilarious. I love that.
2: Yeah. Well, and again, please understand, it's not like a critical competition. It's not like the alumni want us to fail. No, they want us to succeed, and they they donate money to help us succeed. They donate money to help us be part of that. I mean, I'm part of the alumni band council, and you know, people from who graduated. I kid you not, 50 years ago, up through five months ago are part of the alumni band, and the only reason they do that is to support the students. And they love performing. They love that connection. They're still Huskies at heart no matter where they live. And, man, talk about commuting. I mean, some of our alumni band members come in from Florida, Alaska, you name it, I mean, all over the place to be part of a a homecoming alumni band. As you might imagine, that's kind of on the back burner this year, but we're still going to try and do it virtually for them. Um, so how about this? The alumni want us to succeed. That's our competition is to show our alumni and, and even just the casual fan, even the fan that just comes, Hey, I want to see the football game. I want the band to be so sharp and so loud and so precise that they have to notice like, Oh
0: yeah, that was pretty good. I know we don't have a video component on our podcast yet, but I'm going to show you the first time I heard it. That my (laughs) neck broke, my neck broke.
2: I
1: do want to wrap up with two questions here before we get to the, um, I want to ask you, it's been a long talk about history. What has been your favorite memory throughout your time here at NIU?
2: I guess probably the Orange Bowl had to be my favorite memory. First, we were able to take the entire band to that bowl game, which, which you know, understandably, just due to finances, isn't always the case. The March Command kids were treated like royalty. I mean, they flew down to Florida. They were placed in this huge hotel right on the beach. The Ro- The Orange Bowl people were great to work with. You know, it's a huge venue, you know, stands were packed. You know, if you recall, NIU chartered something like 40 buses to transport students down there. Like the bus caravan was so big, you could see it from space, supposedly. You know, thousands of our alumni came down. That was just amazing to be on the national stage with the whole university, with the team, and with the marching band that that is a special memory, but but there were so many more, you know, again, like, like we were saying before, what's my favorite song? The one we're doing this week. <laughs> what's my favorite memory? Man, last night in the stadium, the video clip I just sent you guys seeing the marching band, wearing their masks, wearing their bell covers, socially distanced in the stadium. Come on, man. That's, that's an incredible commitment. You know, that, that was a special memory. Kind of a weird memory, but but special just because of the commitment of the kids. So, I I hope that answered the question, Ethan.
1: No, and I think that's one thing to take away from right now too. In in t- in a time of negativity, that there's always one thing to take away from and, and one thing to make positive. And I think right. just from being at the practices for the last fifteen minutes, you know, every time and hearing yeah. you speak to the kids, that's what you preach. And I think that that is something that. We all should be looking at in times like this, and I think that that's incredible, and I love that. So, my, fa- my one of my final questions for you here: You say DeKalb is your home. We ask everybody that we have on the podcast, what is your favorite DeKalb food spot?
2: Ooh, you know what? I'm actually a Junction guy. When I best when skillets, I, yeah, I love the skillets. Actually, I'll have breakfast any time of day. Um, when I came up here for my interview years ago the director of the school of music took me to the junction for breakfast and i looked around and thought man this is great you know hometown cooking fresh food you know um the (laughs) the marching man spends a lot of time at the junction just because you know we'll get out of it we'll have an early practice they're open we get out of a game really late they're open um we actually have uh you know, some of the some of the music fraternities actually have their logos on the train that goes around the top of the junction. I, I think we spend a lot of time down there.
0: Yeah, that's a good choice. And like you said, it's like it's one of the few spots in town that does breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they right. do it well. And yep. I guess, like, I mean, everybody loves fatties. We have a lot of like small, real towny restaurants, but that's the one where you can go in and sit down, and it encapsulates it all. And like you said, like. That first interview, you're just in a small town in the middle of a bunch of cornfields. That's the place that caught your eye. And now, 16 years later, you're still going there. I got to ask you, though, first and foremost, thank you for joining us today on the show. Sure. I am really proud to get to know you and call you one of our leaders for one of our programs at school as we start to get our feet more wet and get established. It's, it's really nice to know that across the line, no matter which person we pick, they all have the same core values and mindsets. And dedication to the student body to make sure that, hey, not only are you here to do your thing with the trumpet or the clarinet or you know flags or doing your dance, right? you're getting a good education and we're going to make sure you're a successful human being when you leave here. And I think, right. like you said, you're a professor too, so it really has come full circle for you. Real quick, I don't know if you're a social media guy, but if you are, where can we find you at?
2: I do. I am on Facebook. Uh, just, you know, my name, Thomas Boo. Um, but I mostly use that to post pictures <laughs> of the marching band.
0: Yeah, is there somewhere that we can find, like a uh, a meeting, sp- like somewhere online that we can find, like the marching band work or your work?
2: Sure. Uh, just like I said, my Facebook page. I actually have, um, if you really want to get under the hood, uh, I actually have a YouTube channel, Thomas Boo Music. Um, but that's, that. really, it's really nerdy. I mean, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally serious. I'm talking about, like, hey, here's how to play the tuba, or here's how to conduct, or here's how to, you know, argue about these intonation tendencies that, you know. So it's my my Facebook page is um, a lot of the Marching Man students, a lot of our alumni, and I do, you know, post things about the Marching Man there, you know, and pictures of my kids and that sort of thing. Uh, the YouTube channel is for, it's for musicians. I mean, anybody could get on it, but it would – probably put you to sleep.
0: (laughs) It's okay. So let me, let me finish this. I'll counteract with this. Okay. Since I am clearly the outlier, I'm not the music guy on this episode. When quarantine is over, we're done with the masks. I want a class to learn how to be a conductor. I want to do the wave. I want to do all that stuff. I don't have to do it in front of the band, but I would love to learn how to do what you do because I have all the respect in the world for it. So
2: thanks, man. I'd be glad to connect with you when this is all done, man. We'll go out for a cup of coffee and, We'll figure it out. Absolutely.
0: Some Junction Skillets. Do you have any wrap up words for us, for our listeners? Any questions to fire back at us?
2: No, no. Just uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. Thanks for like anything like this helps keep the campus alive. You know what I'm saying? It keeps people thinking about NIU in a positive light and it gives people hope for the future. That's all of our job right now is, hey, right now things are tough. But as Ethan said, let's find the good in what's going on now what we what we keep telling the band maybe this will be the closing comment let's focus on what we can do not what we can't do and the things we can do let's do it really well and let's enjoy it knowing that wow this is you know this ability to connect even if it's virtual is still special and it's still important and it's still good so i just
1: wanted to add from from the bottom of my heart thank you for for coming on i know i wanted to sure. really connect the the two platforms I have with the marching arts and, and NIU and, and really showcase what the band has to offer and I've, I'm speechless with the words that you brought to our show and, and really just the leadership that you have and like I said, I mean I'm proud to to be able to go and watch and see my friends and, and girlfriend out there every week. So thank you for for coming on and, and I want now to have you explain what the uh, the audio is that we'll be wrapping up with?
2: All right. So the audio you're hearing was first, it was just recorded on a cell phone, right? So it's not like mixed or balanced or anything like that. But, you know, the band has been rehearsing face to face. And uh, as I kind of described, the, the pinnacle of the week for us is Thursday night in the stadium. Um, last Thursday, we were in the stadium, again, socially distanced. So we're really spread out. But we were working on the pregame show. This is what we're going to present to the campus on September 26th at Saturdays in the stadium um, in, in partnership with our friends over in athletics. We're trying to keep campus traditions alive. So I think what you're going to hear probably is there was a lot of things recorded, but you know, we did fight song. We did our pregame stuff. We did some rock tunes. So you know, again, you're hearing unedited raw footage from a cell phone. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, hey, when, when is that get. event in the stadium so we can go ahead and plug that and help put Buds in those seats?
2: Sure. So th- that event is um, Saturday, September 26th. I okay. think it's going to be 730. Uh, the primary audience is students. We're just trying to keep, again, the campus community alive. There's a lot of students living on campus. Um, we want to give them something to do that's positive and fun and connected to Husky football traditions. Um,
0: and how can students go? Is it like uh, similar to a regular athletic event or do they just come with their one card and a mask? And something? I think
2: they just show up with a one card and a mask. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be performing to the the east side stands, the student okay. side of the stadium. Um, that's the home
0: team side, guys.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I know I, I want to get as many students out there and witness what you guys have been working on for for weeks now and and i'm excited to get out there and watch it myself so once again thank you for coming on i mean i'm so excited to uh get to work on this and and get as many listeners on this one as uh, we can so
2: thanks guys appreciate it hey absolutely
0: so on behalf of the huskies on tap and on behalf of the on tap sports and i also have to thank you um it was a great interview a lot of insight i learned a lot today i still have a lot of homework to do but i will call this my first homework session of the day i think it went very well but again, we look forward to continuing to build this relationship. If I'm available to get out there on the 26th, you will see my face out there. And two, I'm right down the street. So next time Ethan walks up there on Thursday to come check you guys out, I think I'm going to have to come swing by and see what's good. But right. do you have any wrap-up thoughts for um, future recruits, Husky alumnus, just Husky Nation, anything like that?
2: I, you know, again, I like you said before, let's focus on what we can do, what, not what we can't do. For for future Huskies, man, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out uh, via email. The band has a a website, just simply band.niu.edu. Or if you go to the School of Music webpage, it tells you about all the exciting ensemble opportunities. And then the Marching Band page is linked to that. There's video content. You can read about our instructors. And you can always reach out to us Normally, we would have guests on campus to, to experience Husky marching band face-to-face for themselves. Now, we try and make that happen virtually. So we'd love to hear from potential recruits and to our alumni, hey, keep sending us, you know, Brandon, like you said, your brother plays trumpet. You're going to send him in three years. That's always the hope that our alumni, yeah. our friends will send us the next generation of Husky marching band members from all over the country.
0: Hey, like I said before, one team, one dream, NIU community, we are all in this together. Whether you're a guy in his in his apartment with the podcast, whether you're the band teacher, whether you're the man on the football team, we are all a tight-knit community. Honestly, like I said, man, I really do thank you for taking the time for joining us here today on the Huskies on Tap podcast that is presented to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. Like I said, we were joined by the band director, Thomas Boo, today. Uh, he really gave us an inside look on what the game day experience is, what the weekday experience is. We got a little bit of a look into hell week. I want no parts of it, but it's a quality (laughs) episode of Huskies on Tap. We got four more episodes in consecutive weeks coming right back to you guys that are going to be just as hard-hitting as this one. But I got nothing else for you guys. I could literally talk until I'm blue in the face. This was Huskies on Tap, and go Huskies.